Welcome in to Corso and Catone, the real deal New England feel. Chris Corso sitting right over there is Mark Catone. Joe Guarneri will be jumping in. And we are presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. And listen, you can uh, you can see, Mark, you want people to see us, right? You want them to see all your antics and everything, you know? And uh, <laughs> right? already. I don't want anybody not. to see me. Oh, yes, crazy? you do. Yeah, you all want to see him out there. And you could do that on uh, YouTube. Make sure you type in Corso and Catone. All of our shows will pop up, including this one. And uh, subscribe. Give us that thumbs up. Let all your friends know about Mark. So, uh, and But listen, if you can't do that and you can only listen to us, you can do that on iTunes Radio, the iHeart Radio app. And uh, for you Alexa listeners, just say, hey, Alexa, play Corso and Catone podcast on iHeart. And uh, our latest episode will pop up. But if you want to see us live right now on Podbean and interact with us, uh, you can do that again on Podbean listening live. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Corso underscore Catone. Uh, Mark, I'm buzzing through all this because we have so much to get to. I want to oh like, my God, get, through we have, it, get through it's, it. It's ridiculous today. So, but give us a call 855-313-PATS for that heated hotline. Everybody loves it. You can call 24 seven, leave us a message. Anything is on the table for you. Joe's going to go through that, pick the one he uh, wants us to discuss. That one could be yours. So 855-313-7287. Gentlemen, are we all uh, shoveled out from the uh, the snowstorms? We and made the, it. The, we made it through. The, the, yeah, the, it's ridiculous. You know, the, we, we got enough bread. We had enough We had enough water. We had well, enough dog food. Well, this time we didn't need bread. We just had ice. We didn't need bread for this one. I don't did, think Did you so, have enough dog food, too? We want to make but sure. Then, yeah, that's, that's that. I made sure that last week. If you heard last week, which I encourage you to go back and listen, Mark needed to get dog food in the middle of a snowstorm. So, listen, I'm glad everything's good with you guys because, again, we have a packed show. We're going to have Heated Hotline, uh, our weekly rewind, talking about Flores and coaching changes and the championship games. And, of course, Catone's comments, a fan favorite. Make sure you stick around for that. And, hey, for the Pats Nation, everybody in the nation, we're going to be remembering Tom Brady today. Mark and I have a lot of interesting takes on this. So stick around because some things you may not have thought of, right, guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good. So let's jump right in. Want to get started with Heated Hotline, Mark? Yeah, let's do it. Let's have it, Joe. Let's have it. Hi, Judy Maxwell here from San Francisco. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller, love this show. You guys are the real deal. Listen, I just wanted to call about the Bruins. First of all, why is Ross even on this team? He stinks. Why does this sway him Ross, he's done. Just release his ass. And the other thing is, we are the tough guys on this team. I'm not when guys like me and O'Reilly were picking the crap out of the guys who beat up our players. Now, we get pushed all over the ice and nothing. We are just excited. I want to see fighting. So I wanted to know what you guys thought. Because I'm angry. Thank you. 
Hey, listen, and some of it was a little muffled. Joe, I couldn't get the name. Was it Was it Ju- Judy Maxwell? Maxwell. Judy Maxwell. From, from San Francisco. From San Francisco. We're reaching so the opposite coast. We wow. stretch all the way across the country. Yes, we Ju- do. Judy yeah. Maxwell, thank you for the... Um, you know, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. A little muffled, but I, I think I caught the drift, Mark, uh, yeah. of um, what you Yeah, was. we wear wimps. That's, yeah, we're wimps. <laughs> exactly. But, but Mark, talk about Rask for a minute. I mean, this is getting to be... Chris, that was a... That, why, why did we... I don't understand the point of bringing him back anyway. You signed the veteran. You signed the, the, the guy, the veteran for Buffalo. You gave him millions of dollars, and you got the young kid backing him up, ready to roll. Hopefully, he's your next guy in a couple of years. Maybe you get out of the veteran's contract, whatever. But why did you need Rask? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I. I. It was time to move on for him. He gave you the excuse to move on. He got injured. That's it. It was a nice career. And now he's injured again. And he's on, on. You know, he's on that list. I mean, it's it's enough. You're right. It's a, it's enough Joke. now, Judy. It's enough now. We get it. Um, She's 100 percent right. Yeah, and you know what's what makes it worse too is all Mock's not playing to his contract either. I mean, no, he's not. He's making five million a year. I want to see Swayman enough. Like that's. No, it. I want to see Swayman too. But Chris, not in, in all Mock's defense. I mean, they've been playing games all year with him too. I mean, in out. In. Then you bring Rask in, and Rask plays two right. three games. I mean, if you gave you paid this kid. This right. money, Point he's your number one or he's not, but you can't play games with him. No, I mean that's it. He gave him the money. You got to live and with it. And if he's that's not, it. you're right, Chris. Give, put the kid in there. Yeah. Well, you know the uh, the patriarch of the team. You know, I think wants him there, the captain Bergeron. And so that's, I think that's one of the reasons why you. Bergeron see wants who team. there, Chris? Rask. Rask? Yeah, okay. a lot of the veteran guys are comfortable with him. They like him and all that other crap. Look, well, you ship def- them out, too. It's time for a reboot. This team right. is nowhere near, Chris, ever going to win a Stanley Cup with with, with these guys. They, they're not no. even close to winning a Stanley Cup with this team. No, and I don't want to hear about, well, Rask has the experience. He's been there and all that other crap. Yeah, he's been there, but he's never done it. He's never, like, gotten over that hump. So, you know, yeah, Chris, I'm with what, you. What about the other thing she brought up? About yeah, the fact the that they don't, they, they, they don't defend. It's so it it's so it pisses you off as a Boston fan because she brings up Neely and O'Reilly. My God, she brought up O'Reilly. Mom. Wow, she she's a, she's as old as us for Christ's sake. She's a diehard, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you listen, she's right though. She's right. You're watching all us. Yeah, but she's watching. Look, no, she's we're watching all these right. guys get kicked around, pushed around on the ice. Hall, that game where Hall got just you know it was against Colorado. And he had a shot. It was a clean hit across the ice, and uh, Colorado yeah. didn't like it. And so they chased him around the whole night trying to get him to fight, and not one guy for, for somebody's, Boston. Yeah, somebody's going to drop the gloves. To no, it pisses him, you right? off. And Someone's going to do something. And even the other night, Chris, there was a hot hit against one of our guys. I think it was the, maybe but the Seattle game. He's laying yeah. there, and he gets up, right? But it was a hot hit. Well, instead of us cracking somebody and hitting somebody back, Nothing. There's no response. And, and and to your point, Chris, it was a clean hit. Guy guy hit guy from Seattle hit him clean. But there's no response. No. Nothing. No, you got to respond. It's absurd. And then that Arizona game was the same thing. I mean, you know, they they're yeah. just they're, they're skilled, and everybody knows it. They're skilled guys that just getting and Forberg and 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 Carlo. These are the guys. Don't even get me started on Carlo. That's a whole other show. He's pissing me off beyond. And that Arizona game, man, that dude is really irritating me. Can't get anybody out of the way. But yeah, yeah, where is it? 
Where's the tough guy? Where's the fighting? My God, it pisses me off. Mark, get a pair of pads on, get out on that friggin' ice, and start kicking the shit out of people. Enough is enough, right? Yeah, yeah they, 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 they don't want to, they, they don't want to engage, right? And it's not even fighting, Chris. Oh, I get it. Maybe that's a, a lost era, right? Maybe you drop the gloves and everybody, and you want to fight. Maybe that's a lost era. But you can still hit somebody hard into the boards, Chris, and be aggressive. There's no right. aggressiveness. There's no. There's nothing. It just it goes to their whole style of play. They're not attacking and digging in corners and banging, and and, and they don't do that, right? No. And, and that's why when they face these better teams, Chris, they get pushed all over the ice because they're not willing to play a physical style of hockey. Yeah, I mean, they're taking that Montreal approach now. You know, they get a lot of skilled guys, but at Come some on. point, Mark, they're skilled guys. Some of these skilled guys are going to get hurt because they're getting they pushed do. around too much because players aren't worried on the other team. There's nobody they fear. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the way. And you know what? And I blame Sweeney because the, the, the way he constructed this team, Chris, you've got to have a couple of guys that can respond in a physical game to give it back to the other team. Right. It, that's hockey. It's, it's hockey for Christ's that's sake. That's it. That's it. That's Come why on. I love hockey. Beat the crap out of each other. Let's go. Let's do it. You just want to yeah. drop the gloves. I'm that's not it. even drop them. Drop let's go. Joe, not? let's drop the gloves. That's the Jesus only sport Christ. that allows it. I mean, what the hell? Plus, they're on ice skates. You know, it's like watching the Olympics, but a new form of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Guys on ice it. skates beating the hell out of each other. I love it. And they're just squeaking by these games. They go to the break in eighth place. Arizona, Dallas, Seattle. I mean, Dallas got got their ass kicked. Arizona, they snuck it out and sort of thing in Seattle. So they got to figure things out in this little small break, yeah, I, right? I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I I don't really think that. I, I don't think they're going anywhere, Chris. Maybe they could win a series in the playoffs. Maybe. Yeah, they're in the eight spot. They'll do that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But maybe right. even not a series, Mark. So maybe not even. Uh, Heated hotline was presented by Studio Forty Two Designs. And uh, listen, I mean, so much, Mark. So much from this past week. Uh, There's no way. About possibly get to it all but we're going to do our best joe weekly rewind Ooh, weekly rewind going back back going back through the week but a weekly rewind so mark i i i will i mean we got to start with the championship games just for a minute oh you know? yeah, absolutely, absolutely i mean we do. what what was your i loved it of course you did, because Kansas City got beat. I love the result. What did you see, though? I mean, this is a... What I saw, Chris, and and, and I'm happy to say today, and, and, and it's... it's, it's We've got to give Marcus props. Have to give yeah, it to him. Yeah, by the way, yep. It's fitting because we're talking about, we're going to talk about Brady today. Everybody wants to say the baton's been passed to Patrick Mahomes. What baton has been passed? He's never won. Number one, he's never won a big playoff game outside of Arrowhead Stadium. Never, ever, ever has he done that. So let, let's start there. Yeah. Then you're in, you're in, you've gone to four straight AFC Championship games. You've lost two of them on your home field. You've been to a Super Bowl that you've lost. And you've been to a, one that the other team gave you the game in the fourth quarter. You shouldn't even have won that game. So, so what the hell? Okay, he's a good regular season quarterback. I get it. The baton's been passed from Brady to him. Are these people crazy, Chris, making that comparison? He will never, ever, ever. He may get yardage and touchdowns and all that nonsense. He's never going to win the championships. Brady won. We, in a million years, Chris, Mahomes. No. And and you know what? This whole nonsense about the Kansas City Chiefs or the new New England Patriots. Oh, that's you know, bullshit. Like, get the hell out of here with that. Yeah, I agree with you, Mark. And the people say, well, if if they won the coin toss, they would have beaten the Patriots that year. You know what? They won the coin flip Sunday? Crap. 
That's right. They won the coin flip Sunday. That's right. And you know, you go beat get beat by the Cincinnati Bengals at home. I know they're a talented team and they're upcoming, Mock. And Mock had it flat out. Mock had them, Cincinnati had them pegged right. They're a fantastic offense. They're tough to stop. Um, and defensively, they're playing better too. But Mock, they probably, I thought they were a year or two away. I definitely, I said to you, Chris, I said they will be Kansas City in two years. They'll be the next Kansas City because they're up, they're young. They need a couple of more pieces and they're going to be tough to beat. But I thought they would take, they would do well in the playoffs this year as well. And, Joe but I cool. think they're going to add Joe Cool, but the, the, uh, Chris, they're going to Arrowhead and just you know it, the biggest thing. Chris, they were down what twenty-one to three. That's right, twenty-one three. And Mark, you know what? With Mahomes to add to that, he's the reason. He's one of the reasons. It's not like Brady, where Brady brought him back in these Super Bowls, had the lead, and then the defense blew it. Mahomes threw a friggin' interception. He threw a couple yeah. of picks in the overtime. So no, they they are not. You're right. They are not the next New England Patriots. He is not. I'm I'm not it's Herbert, Allen, Burrow. Those are the guys and those teams that you got to concern yourself with. And don't with. get me wrong, Mahomes is a is, is a great quarterback. However, yeah. what happens to Andy Reid's teams after a while, Chris? It happened in Philly, right? That type of no more, no more the, buy-in. Right? No more buy-in. The type of atmosphere he has, the type of locker room he has, that laissez-faire attitude, eventually mm-hmm that wears on you and there's no discipline. There's no, you know what I mean? And there's no toughness in a tough game. You punch them in the mouth, Chris. They have trouble reacting to that. They've never have been able to do that. Never mind if you can get them out of that damn stadium, how they'll react in a playoff setting. Eventually it's going to have to happen. And then you'll really see what that team's made out of Chris. Right, they've you know? backed into a lot of good situations. Oh, the they absolutely have backed you know? into a lot of good situations. Don't get me so, wrong. They win games, Chris, but they've backed into a lot of good situations yeah. the last couple of years. Oh, they wouldn't even have went to the AFC Championship games. You know? And with Cincinnati, good for them, good for them. You yeah. know, Joe, I know Joe is a uh, diehard uh, Frisco fan, and there was I know he's not going to like this, but this is the new Joe Cool. I mean, you know, this dude is got, like you said, <laughs> oh, ice boy. water in his... <laughs> ice water ice water in his veins mark and i'm yeah. so i'm happy for this team i'd like i you know I'm, I'm happy for the super bowl and on the other side mark you know we thought the rams would be there um, yeah, we did we, we did. thought san fran would we thought garoppolo would be garoppolo and and that's what happened in that game that's what happened in, in, in sections of that game that's what happened absolutely and don't get me wrong chris stafford tried to give the game to san francisco oh my too. God, yeah. i mean stafford throws that ball the, oh, it, over the in the middle of the field, the kid for San Fran drops it. If that kid makes that pick, Chris, right, that might have been a different game. It was right in his hands. Yeah, you're I mean, right. Stafford, Stafford, yeah, they they came back and won the game, but Stafford wasn't, you know, all all what he's supposed to be cracked up to be. You traded for this guy. I mean, they kind of almost like they backed in because San Francisco again, just like they did in the Super Bowl, gets to the fourth quarter and and, and they wet themselves. It's going to be hard for since. Through what next week, we're going to talk about our Super Bowl analysis. But that yeah. front, that defensive front oh. for, for the Rams, man, they are nasty. They well, are Chris, nasty with you remember Floyd back to that and Tennessee and, and, game. How many times did he get sacked that kid against Tennessee? Nine. Imagine it against this front, you know, Donald and Floyd and 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 what's his name? Uh, uh Miller. from Denver, Von Miller. Miller. Oh, please. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. We're going to have our analysis next week. But Mark, other stories. You know, in 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 this past week, I mean, you can't ignore Flores. No, you, you know. can't. 
Buchanan Flores brings a lawsuit against the NFL, um, race, you know, for racially motivated, you know, tactics and hiring and 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 bringing up the Rooney Rule. He also named um, Miami, Denver, and the Giants. You he know, did. in in this suit, um, Mock, what? Tell the good people what what what, what do you, what do you think of this and what happened? Well, Chris, he's basing it on. Well. I think he's, he's, well, first of all, he's basing it that the giant situation comes up as an issue because of a text that Belichick sends saying to him, hey, um, I heard you got the job in New York. Um, I'm hearing from New York and Buffalo, you got the job. And when he sees the word Buffalo, Flores is like, what the hell with Buffalo? No anything about me. He, he figures he must be talking about Dayball, Brian Dayball, right. who got the job because he coached with New England too. So Flores texts him back and says, do you mean me or Dayball? And he says, oh, I effed up, not you, <laughs> Dayball. Mark, do you think that text. was intentional? I don't think it was intentional, Chris. You know these phones. You got B, B, yeah. D, F, right? I, I can't even I mean, even the guy is going to be 70 years old, Chris. <laughs> right. I can't even see the damn thing. <laughs> you know, I don't think he did it intentionally. Well, that was three days before his interview. See, it was three and days. Supposedly, according to the Giants, Chris, it was before Dayball's real interview, according to the Giants. Well, now they're going to say whatever they, you know. Well, and, and, and we, The Giants' response, Chris, they said the allegation that the Giants had been made prior to Friday evening, January 28th, is false. And those that based that allegation on a text exchange between Belichick in which he ultimately states that he thinks Brian Dayball would get the job as irresponsible. The text exchange occurred the day before Coach Dayball in-person interview even took place. Giants ownership would never hire a head coach based on a 20-minute Zoom interview, which is all Dayball had at that point. In addition, Mr. Belichick does not speak for and has no affiliation with the Giants. Mr. Belichick's text exchange provides no insight into what actually transpired during our head coaching search. That's the Giants' response to, to Belichick's text. Well, what are they going to say? I mean, that, no, no, you know, no. that's it. The only thing that might save them, Chris, is they didn't really have a full-out interview with Dayball yet. And we and and Dayball's been quiet. Oh, he hasn't this, said hasn't he? A, he hasn't said boo. Hasn't said so, boo. But Chris, listen. It, obviously, you know, if you're if you're a minority coach, if you're a coach of color in this league, an assistant coach, look at this guy from Kansas City. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. How does he? How does I, that kid not have a job yet, Chris? I can't even fathom how that's happening. Unless he's got, unless he's not interested because he's going to take over for Reed. But otherwise, no, Mock. These guys have, you know, this Rooney Rule. It's become kind of a joke, you know. And and for Flores, and again, he talking about Denver, where a guy showed up, uh, Elway showed up, hung over, you know, because it was just basically a, a go through the motions kind of an interview. And, and then Elway gives some BS response. Oh, right. I just got off a plane. I was flying on the red eye. Blah, blah. Oh, bullshit, right? So they all try to come up with a listen. I'm glad Flores right. brought up the suit, Chris. It needs to come to light. That this, like you said, the Rooney Rule, Chris, is a joke, right? It's right. just a formality. And what do you make of, of the Miami portion of this, where they were wanting to offer pay him a hundred thousand for, uh, and this was in nineteen, a hundred thousand, so that he would lose games and they could get Burrow. And that Chris draft. is an interesting part of this suit because, as you brought up to me the other day, if they get into the discovery stage mm. and they start to pull stuff in and they start to bring people forward in the discovery stage, the NFL might have a serious problem on their hands. 
I haven't read the complaint, um, so I'm just kind of going by things I've heard. Uh, but I haven't read the complaint yet, and you know, it's it's vast. I mean, you know, so you got the you got the racial issues in the claim. The thing with Miami. And there's an indirect, there's an, because some, some people say, well, I don't understand how that, you know, if they, if they have um, white coaches that were offered the same thing, then how's it, re- because what they're, with their, and I, again, I, there may be other allegations for different reasons, but I think the point is, hey, you're making me less marketable if you want me to do something like this and I'm losing a ton of games. Because it's hot enough gonna, for my, it's, it's hot enough hot, for right. a How the hell is anyone going to hire me? So, yeah, yeah I, I, listen, and this is a huge risk for him. He, I mean, you know, because well, he, he's going to end up like Colin Kaepernick, right? Because you know, obviously, the Chris, you look around the league and look at some of these quarterbacks that play or backing guys up. Obviously, the owners got together and said nobody's hiring Kaepernick, so he got blackballed. So, so Flores runs that risk, even yeah, though exactly. he brings up a legitimate, legitimate issue in suit in this league. And he's willing to hang, hang his hang his career up based on it. So you know, again, and he's in the lead. He's a lead candidate for a couple of teams, but they can't. They're not going to hire him because he's. They're going to consider him litigious. I mean, yep. the, you know, guy that just bring a guy brings a lawsuit. I can't. And not to mention, there may be a little conflict there. You sue the NFL, that's the owners. So now you're going to hire him. You know. Hey, so Chris, how about how about the Giants' initial response. We hired the most qualified candidate. Oh. How, they, how about that? That was their first response. Somebody should have caught them before That's they... Ridiculous. So, right? How do you make that comment that they, they hired an assistant over a guy that was his head coach and actually was a successful head coach, Chris? Well, why? Because they're the New York Giants and they're absurd and they have a history of this. That's why. They have a history of doing what they're doing. Okay? And so we'll see what happens. We're going to be talking about this a lot more in the coming weeks as things um, unfold and come out. And, you know, Mark, we wanted to talk about, I want to get to Katone's comments, but just a little bit, and next week we're going to get more into it. What does this mean that Z- Ziegler and um, McDaniels go to the Raiders, which everyone expected would happen? And Chris McDaniels just took another offensive assistant with him. I think the guy's going to be the, I don't know if he's going to be the OC or the quarterback's coach, but he took somebody else from us. Yeah, so this is this is we have to talk about whether or not. I'll tell this you is what it play. means. It means you're gonna see Tom Brady in silver and black. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think I think you got a better chance of him coming to your guys, okay, yeah, over I there in too. San Francisco. I do, do I think you know? a better chance of him playing for the the 49ers if he comes yeah. back at all? Yeah, and right? we'll talk but, about that but, but, with the Chris, with the I, nation but, in a few. But Chris, I think, um, I think it was a blow because number one. We had a better draft this year, and from from all accounts, that was because Ziegler had more input into the draft. Supposedly, Kraft said, "Listen, Bill, you, you got to take some input into these drafts. We're getting killed here with the drafts." And supposedly, Ziegler had a lot more input. Our draft was better. Is that if that's the case? That's a big hurt, Chris. Yeah, and it's especially interesting what you, you need on this team right now. And it's interesting that Mark brings up Ziegler. Rather than McDaniel's much, O'Brien is O'Brien the uh, the OC in um, Alabama who used to be the offensive coordinator in, in New England is that is expressed interest. I think he's going to end up being the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, which you know that's given the circumstances that's not so bad. But it's interesting that Mark brings that up because that's more of a hurt, like you said, to the yeah, team. Yeah, because right? Chris, if, if O'Brien comes in, say O'Brien, they claim there's mutual interest. Okay, if O'Brien yeah. comes in. So O'Brien worked at Alabama, Chris. 
Alabama is has more of a modern take on what New England does. They do they run a spread offense. They use a lot of motion. They they put a lot of things in play that a lot of these more modern offensive schemes do. If he came to New England, I think he could tell Bill, listen, Mac Jones was successful with this at Alabama. Let's infuse some of this into our offense. We're just gonna bring in a couple of more receivers. He knows all those guys at Alabama. I'm sure he could tell Bill, hey, this is the guy you need to put with Mac. Let's grab him, right? Maybe you go get Ridley, whatever. But I think O'Brien, Chris, would infuse some of that more modern stuff. I think the playbook needs a refreshing. Not a total rewrite, but a refreshing. I think he could do that. And you remember last time he was here, Chris, it was O'Brien who told, who had input into drafting Hernandez and Gronkowski. That's right. And that was his idea to come up with that two tight end monster and put Hernandez in motion and do all these things. That was O'Brien's brain that thought of that, Chris, not McDaniels. So yeah. I think I'm more concerned about losing Ziegler because of the, the player personnel aspect of it, Chris. And we're going to talk a ton more about this as the weeks go. The combine comes up, free agency comes up, and uh, once they do get the hire, we'll talk more about it. So Weekly Rewind was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? Specialsaucepodcast.com. Hey, everybody, when we come back, Catone's comments. Podcast, wherever you podcast, what's your special song? Hey, for So, as you know, every week I come in, I have some something crazy or something that's on my mind that upsets me, right? There's always something that gets to me, whether it's I don't know, a, a no. small weather, something. Something always gets me, Joe, right? Not you. <laughs> yes, yes. But today, I'm going to do a little bit of a, of, a, of a twist because this week, uh, Chris calls me and tells me this crazy story. Right? So he, he tells me this crazy story about a, about a dog that, 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 that keeps going to the bathroom in his driveway. Say it the way it and, is. The dog shits in his driveway, and the guy just lets it sit there and takes off. All right? I'm going to let Chris, I need to let Chris tell this story, only because I don't want to give up my segment. However, he has to tell you about the guy whose dog keeps shitting on his driveway. You said I was not allowed to talk till March, till the spring. Well, <laughs> I want to give you this one reprieve because this story is so crazy. Because uh, you my- reacted like I would react. Joe, he he, he, he throws these little surprises at me. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it quick. Okay, quick. I'll try to go. Everybody knows I talk too much. Here's what happened. But, but you got to go back a little bit. The guy across the street has a dog. Now, the houses are spread out a little. But the guy across the street has this dog that doesn't stop barking. The friggin' dog barks all the time, no matter what's going on. And the, they're home. They're home allowing this to happen. So the lady that lives next door to him, 
you know, I, you know me. I don't want to be bothered. I don't, don't bother me. Don't come near me. I don't, you know, but I'm putting up Christmas lights and doing that stuff. So I make the mistake of being out in my front yard. She comes up and says, listen, the dog, is it bothering you? Yeah, whatever. I'm, she said, they won't train him, so I'm going to get a dog whistle, she said. So let me know if your dog has a problem or if he hears anything. He's in the, I said, well, he's in the house. Don't worry about it. So she's basically, every time the dog barks, she's going to blow the whistle and train the next-door neighbor's dog, Mark. Have you ever what heard of wrong, it? What is wrong with her? <laughs> right. What? It's work, though. I haven't heard the dog barking much. So fine. So now we know we got an issue with this dog and this guy. That's abuse. A dog whistle. Uh, what you know, the I, hell is I, that? I, I, I'm trying to put lights up, Mark. I'm trying to put star showers up. So now star showers. I'm, I'm in my mm. garage, okay? And he's walking his dog. Now, everybody who walks the dog has a bag with them. You know, they pick yeah. up the shit, you know, all that. Yeah. This dude is walking, doesn't see me in there, okay? So his dog takes a dump. Right on my, and we have the gravel, the rock, the decorative rock out here in Arizona, no grass. So takes a dump on the rock and walks away, just goes back into his house. So, you know, you know me, uh, you know, Mr. OCD over here, I lose it in my brain. I'm like, okay, okay, calm down, calm down. Maybe he's coming back. You know, maybe I don't. Bag. Maybe he had to get a bag. Right, right. I mean, I, I don't want to start any shit because you know he's a neighbor and all that. So you know, not, I'm not like Mark where he pushes his neighbors down to the ground. So me, I, I, I so I'm, I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And in the meantime, I call Mark during the waiting and I tell him what's going on. No, no, excuse me. He's sending pictures. He's taking <laughs> pictures, sending me pictures. <laughs> Yeah, because I want it. I want, I want, you know, in case, uh, in case I need it later. So, okay. So I see he's not coming back. So now I'm livid. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. I'm just, what am I going to do about this? So do I call the HOA? Do I need, I said, no, 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 no. I don't go to the, I don't go to the authorities. I handle it myself. <laughs> so here's what I did. And Joe, you can tell me too, if you thought this was wrong. So I take a, sh I take a shovel. Okay. I pick up the, I pick up the shit. I walk over to his driveway, and I dump it on the driveway. I mean, I was just returning it to him. It belongs to them, so I just was returning it. Did that's what I did. Did you put a bow on that's it? A, I, you know, that's how... Hey, listen. So, Chris, did the guy ever address this with you? Well, you know, so now I'm looking at the... You know, I'm looking to see if he ever picks it up. Mark, it sat there for, like, two days, okay? Then it was gone. So, obviously, cleaned it up. And he's a, it's a, it's not like a dump around here, you know. No. So, he, so he cleans so Chris, it up. He drove, they just drove their cars over it. No, no, no. It was in his driveway. Oh, oh. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you know, it was kind of in the middle. So maybe okay. they, you know. So, okay. so no, he's. I've, I've haven't spoken to him since. I haven't really seen him much. He kind. I think he's staying because he has to know, right? Well, what? Well, yeah, he has to know it was from you. But Mark, the surprising, the the weird thing about this is when you I you should have got the bag that the dog, he picks the dog stuff up with and put it around his head and tied it <laughs> and hit it with a broom and then took it off his head. Give a couple of whacks. The views that are expressed on the show do not uh, represent right <laughs> What a straight them right do, out. Do not try this at home. So, uh, Mark, listen, I don't know. So people, people hear this and say, oh, yeah, you know, the dog. Why is it acceptable, Mark? Why is it acceptable that, look, I understand. First of all, to me, it's the lowest form of, of anything. 
if you were an alien looking down at this planet uh, and you saw two two species, one walking, the other one behind it, one takes a shit, the other one picks it up. Who do you think is in charge of this world? The dogs, right? Of course. That's the lowest form of disrespect I can even think of. It's it's shit. It's shit. You're putting that excrement in somebody else's yard. That can't be anything. Joe, is there anything worse? People, people just suck. <laughs> is that you're talking about the alien looking down? I, I always wondered, like they they're looking at us, going, "They're not ready yet. They're not ready. They're not ready for us." People are just the worst. I don't even know how we got this far. Sometimes, <laughs> I encourage everybody to go watch this movie, The Burbs. Go watch the burbs because this is like what this is all about. The neighbors and everybody's in each yeah. other's stuff and that, business. That's so funny. Mark, that's you asked for it. That's the dog story. Well, we had to. To be, See, now, to be now, continued. Now, Joe, I would have handled that totally differently. Because I'm, I would have been, been very calm. I would very. have went and put it in a bag. Yeah. New Year's resolution. I New Year's resolution. Yeah. I would have threw it out. I wouldn't have put it on the guy's yard. I don't want to cause conflict because that's not me. No conflict. <laughs> you blew the leaves back into the, the you blew the leaves back into the neighbor's yard again. You, you That was before my New Year's resolution. Right, which, you know, you've broken 18. And then the guy path. fell down. The guy fell down in the snow. Go listen to last week's show. Go listen to last week's Court Catone's comments where the guy goes, yeah, okay. Down a new path. So to be continued, I'm sure we're going to talk about this neighbor quite a bit as the uh, as the shows go on leading oh, up Joe, to Oh, Joe, I wanted to do it again, Joe. Oh, I yeah. wanted to do it you again. You know he's going to. You know he's going to. Yeah, it's we'll just, have a lot more leading and leading up to our 50th show, which is in a few. So stay tuned for that. So uh, Catone's comments, sort of. Uh, mm-hmm. Catone's comments, Corso's crisis. There you go. By, there you go. Corso's crisis. Presented, I liked it. Presented by Mark. We're not taking anything away, pal. I won't talk to you. I won't talk on this on this segment until like April now. Well, I had to. Gee, I had to <laughs> let you tell the story. Thank you. I I'm sure everybody out there appreciates that too. So. Mm-hmm. Catone's comments was presented by Corso Law Group, uh, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm, CorsoLawGroup.com. Everybody in the nation, Pat's Get Nation, ready. we're going to talk uh, Tom Brady next up. that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Now back to Corso and Catone and the Pats Nation. Question's going to be fulfilled. His first start today for the injured Drew Bledsoe. Brady, the cool California. Caught. Touchdown. Julian Edelman. Kotkowski and a touchdown. And there it is. The dynasty continues. Brady, 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 Brady. 
Back in with Corso and Catone and everybody in the Pats Nation. Welcome in as well. Joe, listen, uh, that's fantastic. Great, that's a great job, uh, yeah, Joe. Right? Great, great walk. Kind of gives great, you chills a little bit, doesn't it? It really does. There's really so does. much footage. It's like sucks you to know. get it done to like literally like 10 seconds. It's like he's got so much nah. footage. Like, what do you do? You know? It's unbelievable. There is a lot of footage, which 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 leads into this. And 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 listen, Mark and I have. Chris, most of that footage was of. What was it? One, uh, there's a teeny thing at the end of his career from the, the, those idiots down there in Florida. It was all, that's all Patriot stuff. Because that's how much it is of his okay. career. This okay. much. I get the Super Bowl, but it's this much of his okay. career. That's what you need is him raising the ball, you know? There we <laughs> go. And, and so listen, we, um, you know, we got a lot of good takes. Mark and I have some interesting things. To, but before we, you know, before we do that, mm-hmm. we would be remiss if we didn't uh, just acknowledge this dude's career. I mean, look. To me, he's the greatest professional player. I don't say athlete, but player in any sport in history, in my opinion. Greatest leader, greatest player, great. It's just, we can't, we need two weeks in order to go through all the numbers, all the accolades. No. So we can't do that. But I can just tell you that, you know, no, no better player in history than this guy. And as a Patriots fan, Mark, here's the thing. When we were growing up, Mark, Joe, myself, there's no in our wildest dreams, okay? We wouldn't even think they would win a Super Bowl ever, okay? And in our wildest dreams, we could not ever dream about a two decades of this kind of dominance, this kind of, you know, six Super Bowls and everything else that happened. And obviously, Tom Brady was an enormous, enormous part of that. And as Patriots fan, as this Patriots fan, Tom, I can't thank you enough for everything you brought to the region and everything you brought the Patriots fans um, everywhere. You know, Mark, it's it's never going to be done again. No, never be done again, Chris. And yeah, I, I think, so you look around the region, Chris, and I think Tom Brady, when you think about it, the reason why we're on here today, the reason why you got all these sports radio shows around New England, the Patriots, everybody wanted to talk Patriots. And, 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 and that kind of, spurned a lot of this talk radio and a lot of these stations, Chris, if it wasn't for Brady and the success of the Patriots, these stations probably wouldn't exist, Chris. Okay. That that's the effect he had, not just on football and on sports, but on an entire region. Right. right? He, he, he just affected the entire region. You couldn't go anywhere without people talking about the Patriots and in the NFL and this, and it, it, that's, that's what he did. And you're right, Chris, he was the greatest player. He is the greatest player, not athlete, player in any sport. Because people can argue he played the toughest position in all of sports. There is nothing like playing quarterback in the NFL in any other sport. That is the toughest position to play in professional sports. Mm. I don't care what anybody says, Chris. And, and, and he did it at a level that... We'll never see in our lifetime ever again. That's for damn sure. I mean, everyone's wants to pass the 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 baton to Mahomes. We saw what he did last week, Chris. Right? That that, that, that that's never gonna happen. So I'll echo what Chris said. I I, I want to thank Tom Brady for everything he gave this region. And the funny thing is, my son's a freshman in college. My yeah. son knows nothing else. This is all he Great knows. Great perspective. Great that's all, point. That's all my soul. He affected a generation of kids, of, of sports in this part of the... My son knows nothing else but Patriot success and Tom Brady and, and, and 
championships. That's all my son knows. Hey, Joe, he's Tommy Terrific, no? Tommy Terrific, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't find anything better. You know, the, the best part about him is that, you know, coming from the industry of, of Hollywood and that style of, of watching people do the political correct sort of uh, uh, answers to all the questions and be the terrific guy, he, I think, embodied that on top of, you know, doing that style like they all do at the beginning, beginning of their careers. But then he embodied it and really embraced being that type of guy across the league, across every other sport, across everything else that he's done every time you see him. And you go, that's respectable. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I like seeing people take on that, that persona. Yeah, and as we reported last week on this show, he was set to retire, and he did that this week, just that, at 44 years old after 22 seasons. Mark, let's, let's talk, first let's talk about the statement, you know, because that's, you know, that's been the thing that's been ripped apart all week long, and anything that came after that from him, maybe, maybe people thought was a little disingenuous, but we can't read the whole statement. I mean, it, it's, it's, but in over a thousand words. And it was on, and he put it on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. So you go on Instagram, you get a thing, you got to scroll, scroll. So to read this thing, it took you a couple of minutes because you had to keep scrolling on oh, your yeah. phone or on your tablet, whatever you were reading it on. Yeah. Here it is. I mean, it's pages. Yeah. Yeah. And in not one, one piece of it in a thousand, thousand words, not one mention of the Patriots, Belichick, Kraft, the fans, the region, nothing to do with the Patriots. Mark, what do you what do you make? And I have some things highlight, but what do you make of that? So people were saying all week, Chris, well, you know, he thanked us and he did all that when he left. Why does he need to do it again? He don't owe us anything. Listen, he's not leaving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go play for another team in free agency and he's thanking the Bucs. And he's ending his professional career. This is it. It's the end. You can't give a sentence to say, hey, I thank, thank Patriot Nation and the fans of New England for all of their support. You don't got to mention Kraft or Belichick. You don't have to. But at least mention a sentence about the fans. Okay? But I'll tell you what, Chris, as I re went yeah, back. People and, are pissed. They're pissed. But as I went back and reread it a couple of times, several times, and then afterwards there was some other stuff that came out, as you said, Chris, and it was kind of inconsequential, but I don't think it was because Kraft then gave his statement talking about Brady and he was an extension of his family and how great he was. And, and, and Brady says after that, thanks Pat's nation. Um, and hearts and, and he retweeted forever. what, what he retweeted. Kraft. What, yep. Retweeted what Kraft put, but he doesn't technically thank Kraft. He thinks, thanks Pat's nation. Belichick puts out a statement. Well, yeah, we want to talk about that. There's a few things I want to highlight. Then I want to finish, Chris. But but in Belichick's statement, he then turns around, Brady, and retweets it, but puts a caption and says, thanks for coaching me, blah, blah. And he puts greatest greatest coach in history. He doesn't remark to Kraft. He remarks to Belichick because I think in his mind, point. I think in his mind, yeah, you know what? I, I always knew this was a business to Bill and he was a jerk and, and he didn't, he let guys go by 20 years. He let veterans go. I knew he would let me go, but he thought Kraft wouldn't intervene. 
and he didn't. And I think it was more of an F you to Kraft than it was to Bill because he, he acknowledges Bill's the greatest coach in NFL history. But he doesn't even say thank you, thank you, Kraft family, thanks, Pats Nation, in his response to Kraft's letter. I think he's more pissed off at this point, and he won't let it. He, he, I think he's having trouble accepting. Kraft says you were like an extension of my family, but you let him go, Chris. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a great point. I mean, that, that really is a great point because, you know, in his statement, when he's talking about, he talks to the Bucks teammates and all that, greatest teammates, you know, you could ask for and so on. Glazer family, you know, mentions the Glazer family. I would support him. Bruce Arians talks about Bruce Arians. <laughs> I mean, your firm, your firm leadership and guidance. What the hell? What, you know, that that is. And so again, it, it, he mentions Alex Guerrero. Of course, he mentions his. Well, family. he had to he mention should. Guerrero and his family, obviously, and his family. You know, you know, right? And Mark, he puts the picture of, he puts the That's picture of himself up when they were playing in Gillette this this previous season in the rain. That mm-hmm. in the Bucks uniform. That's yeah. the picture he selects. Mark, I agree with you. He wasn't just retiring from the Bucks. He was retiring from football, and it's a culmination of his career. So to not mention them, you know at all anything to do with them that's intentional that's clearly intentional do you think mark that and i want to get to belichick statement in a second some of the things i see but do you think that it just brought it all back for him and he was yeah, being petty there's no question but oh absolutely you think it brought, brought it back from where he basically said it would have never come to this it should have never come to this you guys wouldn't take care of me you wouldn't whatever it was it shouldn't have come to this, and I'm, I'm, and it makes me think about it again. Oh, absolutely, Chris. It, I think the emotions all came filtering back up because he knew he was. This was the end of his career, and it had to kill him, Chris, that he didn't retire a Patriot. Could you retire? Could you imagine, Chris, if he if he won another Super Bowl here, had seven or maybe eight, and he retired a Patriot? It, it, it would be the culmination of culminations, Chris. They, they, I can't even imagine what it would be like if if he retired a Patriot based on what he did in his career. So, yeah, I think it absolutely, when he was going to do this, he said, you know what? I'm retiring from this shithole place with yeah. these idiot coaches. They made me be here. They made I, me you know. be here to retire with these idiots. Right. Right? And I think he really was pissed at Kraft more than Belichick because he always knew Belichick treated this like a business, Chris. That was Bill, and he knew it. But Kraft, I think he expected Kraft to say, no, Bill, he stays here. And Kraft didn't do it. Right, because, because again, you know, we talk about why it's why it happened, and, you know, it's kind of going off, but we talked about why it happened. Like you said, you said it many times. Belichick took a gamble that nobody would be interested in. He wouldn't have a mock, and you said it, Mark, and he was almost right. Belichick almost. was almost right until these buffoons came in and, 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 you know, screwed things up. But that's Belichick doing his job. That's Belichick, like you said, being Belichick. That's and what I he think, does. And I think Brady expected that from him, but he expected Kraft to yeah. step in and say, Kraft no, he's finishing his career here. I agree. And Kraft didn't do it. I agree. It's interesting, though, Mark, when you read when you read Belichick's statement. And it's a couple oh, of things. Belichick is you know, a little. Oh, absolutely. Because he says, I'm privileged to have drafted that's Absolutely. the one I got, I got some things highlighted here. Privileged to have drafted and coached Tom Brady, the ultimate competitor, so on. Tom's humble beginning, his humble beginning in professional football ultimately ended him becoming the best player in NFL history, which, by the way, he's always acknowledged Lawrence Taylor to him. Yes, yeah, so, so that's new. Then. And I think, Chris, when he acknowledged him, 
as the greatest player in NFL history. I think that might have, I think that might have struck Brady a little bit because he's never said that. He's always said it was Lawrence Taylor. You're right. Yeah. So I think that is probably why he said, you know what? Yeah, deep down he respected me, and that's yeah. why he tweeted the greatest coach in NFL history. Well, I mean, you know I may I mean? be a, a right back at your deal. You know what I it mean? It might but, be. But, it might but, be. But, no, I think it is, Chris. But he didn't have to say that in no, his response no. to him. But Belichick saying, "I draft." In other words, oh, Belichick's basically sure. telling us in the statement, "I have, a, I'm responsible for some of this too." And of course I want he you is. people to know that, and I want him to know that. Of course right? he is. Of course but, he is. You know, look. The whole thing about, well, why would he ever think Tom Lawrence Taylor was the best player ever coached? It's obviously Tom Brady because I think Belichick's the kind of guy that I'm not going to say all this stuff until about an active done. player till yeah, you are done. done. Yeah. And I really think that's what's – but it was really interesting looking at that, that statement, Mark. And so, you know, tell me – let me ask you. With the, Like this statement is just a microcosm of – it doesn't it feel like – we we entered like it doesn't feel this whole Brady thing from seven from nineteen on was like going in, in being in another dimension. It just it was weird. It shouldn't happen. It was just strange, right? I mean, it should have never happened. Chris, when you go rid of Garoppolo, we said it. You said it. You said okay. Now you sign this guy until he's forty five, and that's it. Five years, whatever it is. Spread the money out. Bring guys in. Let's do it. Let's roll with this guy because at the time we didn't. You said at the time. I don't know if I would have maybe kept Garoppolo at this guy's age, but we did it. Now let's commit. Let's roll it. And they didn't do it, Chris. Yeah. That would have been the perfect time to do it. It would have been over, done with, spread the money out, no big deal. And at 43, if he starts to slide off the cliff, he, yeah. wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have played if he couldn't play at a top level. He would have walked away himself. He's yeah. got too much pride. So, Mark, when you talk, because you, you mentioned, okay, why did this all, why did he eliminate them? I mean, you know, we've talked about why this happened in New England, why he left, but why he omitted the Patriots, Patriots fans, and so on from this. How much, I mean, you said Kraft, he's pissed off at Kraft. It all came back around again for him. It all kind of I, I, When you read the statements, again. Chris, and then you read the responses to things that were sent out after that, after that, his response to Kraft's statement, his response to Belichick's statement, really solidified for me, Chris. There's a real hurt. Yeah. Well, there. it just it just brought it for to the Kraft. surface again. And you know the other thing, Chris. I'm going to say this. The day that he came back here that night, we, you and I were there, Chris. Okay. So he Kraft. And you brought this up during the week, and I'll let you talk about this a little bit, Chris, about craft and imaging, and 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 and, and he cares about that stuff, right? And and I'll let you talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But he's got a camera crew there, so they can get him and Brady hugging in the in the tunnel before yep. the game. Okay. Then something I didn't realize, Chris, when they're waiting for Brady to come out for warmups, Kraft, you know, was on the field with a camera crew. Yeah, He was waiting for Brady to come out for warm-ups so they could have an exchange and it'd be nationally televised. And Brady didn't come out for warm-ups. Brady came out after when he did the let's go to our fans, but it was after that. Kraft thought he was going to come out before that, and he would have a moment with him that everybody could see. Yeah. Didn't happen. Belichick, on the other hand, Chris, at the end of that game, it was a quick exchange. Boop, Belichick got out of there. Belichick went into that locker, locker room privately. And whatever he told them, 
Whatever that which is which is what was, he's done in the past for other people and players and organizations he respects. Belichick did it privately, wanted to clear the year, didn't try to make a show of it, and I think Brady respected that more than what Kraft was doing that night. I really do. In Brady's mind, I think he had more respect for what Belichick did than what Kraft did that night. Well, I think it's it's it, it, he's come to understand, and and maybe being in Tampa made him understand by playing for that cartoon character of Arians that much more respect for Bra- for Belichick too saying whoa I never really it never hit until now and maybe he that's where it came up with that hey Belichick was doing his job Belichick was doing what he's supposed to do Kraft should have stepped in Kraft didn't right. do his job as the owner because talk about Kraft with imaging yeah. He is interested. That's he's his the PR thing for Kraft is huge. That's him. That's who he is. He wants to make sure that it all looks right. It's it, you know what the outside people are seeing, and like to Mark's point, what he did, and also look, Mark, what happened when you know Ted Johnson reported that you know he, somebody close to where Kraft was when he heard the news when he when he read the statement of Brady retiring, Kraft lost his mind. Yeah, pissed off. Do you think that screaming. that's accurate, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I think whoever, I think Ted Johnson was told that. I mean, you know, I don't know how accurate it is, but it kind of tracks with what we're saying. It so absolutely tracks. He was absolutely pissed off. Tracks. He was upset. He was just angry, you know, yelling and screaming. And then he put the PR statement out. This is why he's concerned about his image. Then he put the statement out about Brady thanking him and all that. That wasn't because he calmed down. That was because he had to. There was no other choice but have to. So, Mark and I have always said that Kraft's culpability in all this is just understated. And we've always thought, Chris, that he's gotten off the hook in all this. Right. And they've always bashed Belichick. Yep. So, I mean, and, and you know, Mark, how much do you give, how much of that omission of, of New England do you put on the camp? Look, I'm so sick of hearing the Brady camp. The Brady camp. Like, what are the camp? What are you talking listen, about? Chris, listen. I told you this during the week, Chris. So when 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 Peyton Manning retired, he retired in front of a a Denver Bronco a, a, a emblem flag. He was a Bronco. We retired a Bronco. He didn't go sign a one day contract with Indianapolis. He retired a Bronco. He won the Super Bowl with the Broncos. But his father played this game, and and I know I I I rag on the father Archie Manning and joked and all that stuff, but yeah. but the father played the game, Chris. And he understands the magnitude and the historical significance yeah, of, of his son and what his son did in this league. And you bet your ass, his son ran his retirement statement by the father. And the father must, I'm sure the father, if it wasn't in there, he would have said to him, you better mention the goddamn Colts because you wouldn't be where you were without the Colts. And he said in his statement, I would be remiss if I didn't think. All of the coaches I had in Indianapolis, the Indianapolis fans, the players who supported me and played with me, who are still lifelong friends with me, he made it a point to call out the Colts for like a minute or two in that state. Because how do you not, Chris? All you, in a thousand words, all you needed was a few. Just a few. You know? And and Indianapolis let let Manning go. They kind of, you know. Same kind of thing. 
you know, but, and he clearly had some left in the tank, although, he, you know, but. Not in the Super Bowl year he didn't, but, but the couple, first couple of years he went yeah. to Denver, he had something in the tank. Yeah, he made them relevant again. So, yeah. but, but Mark, going back to the camp, the Brady camp. The father, you know, Chris, hates uh, us. You know what, he listen, us. I understand, I'm and a that's father. that's why I brought a bocce. Listen, I'm a father. Mark's a father. I get it. Somebody somebody wrongs your your kid. There's nothing, you know, you want to. But yeah. Mark and I, you know, there's no way that I'm going on talk shows, that I'm going on the radio. If my son, There's no way Archie Manning's doing it. Because these are people with class. These, You know, this is, you know what I mean, understanding the right thing. The fa- What did the father do? All the father did was have him. I mean, you know, he brought him up, he raised him. I get it to be the kind of guy he is and all that stuff. But as far as his, what, what, what you, you're, yeah. why are you on the radio? What are you on the radio? It's Belichick's fault. We're, we're so pleased with all this. You're just lighting, you're just, you're just goosing and lighting the fire and lighting yeah. the fire. Don't yeah. tell me that that's what Brady wants to say and he's doing it through the father. And then Guerrero's another Oh, Guerrero's another, buff- another buffoon. Right, but you see him all in the box and everything. It was nice when you saw him in the box after they lost that game to to the Rams, right? Everybody was, you know. So, Chris, his camp, his camp, you're right. And and, and his camp, I don't know, whatever. Well, you know, and well, Chris, now I think we officially can turn the page, right? Well, listen, go real quick. Talk about the Patriots fans are pissed off. They're pissed, okay, about the omission. Should they be? Because this has been kicked around back and forth, okay? Uh, and Murray, that I've moron. Gone, oh, that moron with the cream cheese sweatshirt. Like, I'm so happy now I can come down on the fans. No, I can give my bullshit. But, Mark. Oh, he's a jerk. What do you think? Should the fans be pissed off about this or not? Yeah. Because, listen, through deflate gate, through all the shit that happened with him, the fans always defended him. They went to the wall for him. And 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 and, and it, take Kraft and Belichick out of the equation. I said this to you last week, Chris. All he had to do was say, um, in in his reel of of, of thousand words, is um, I'd be remiss without thanking Patriot Nation and the New England region for supporting me for 20 years. I love you. I'll never forget you. That's all he had to say. He did not have to mention Kraft. He did not have to mention Belichick. You don't want to mention your teammates. Just mention the New England area, the Patriot fans, and that's it. Because those people defended him, Chris. Because let's face it, he was hated. When it, there was a time where people were starting to get sick in New England, hated him, and, and he was like public enemy number one. Then all of a sudden, the hate towards the Patriot organization, Kraft and Belichick, all of a sudden Brady could put on a pedestal when he went to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, uh, Tampa Bay, I'm sorry. Come yeah. on. So, yeah, I think they have a, I mean, I don't give a shit what Murray says. Listen, yeah, you couldn't mention the fans. I'm not saying he owes us anything. He doesn't. But it just, in my mind, would have been a classy thing to do. That's all. And whether I'm right or wrong, who the hell am I? Right? Right. I'm a nothing. I'm a pen. I'm, I'm an eraser on the tip of a pencil. Who the hell am I? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, Mark. And so, listen, I want to get the two-minute warning right now because we, Mark and I want to talk about our best and worst moment, um, in our opinion, of Tom Brady and his, his career. Uh, his career is 22 years. So, Joe, we ready for two-minute warning? Let's get there. You got it. So, Mark, I'll, I'll give you mine real quick, um, and then you got the floor. My, it was hard. Well, I'll go with my worst moment. The worst moment is, you know, leaving the Patriots. That's the worst moment that ever happened. Mm-hmm. Reading that statement, mm-hmm. thanking the Patriots and saying that he's moving on, 
Yeah, that's the worst moment I, I've ever had for me and his career and so on and so forth. The best moment for me, it's different. It was, it was, I think it was against Carolina, okay, when they blew that pass interference call in the end zone to win the game with Gronk. Remember that? Yep. And he chased, he chased the official up the, up the uh, tunnel, screaming at him, chasing him. That, to me, I mean, you talk about the spike in the Raiders game and the snow. That was pretty cool, too. And, you know, uh, down 10 in the Super Bowl to the, to the, to the Seahawks and what he did. Um, but that tunnel moment, for me, awesome. That's Tom Brady. That passion. Loved it, yeah. Mark. Yeah. No, I, you're right, Chris. And, and I got two things, too. So, first, I guess my, my worst moment, Chris, was, yeah, when he read the statement, Absolutely, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna take a little take, different take. I'm gonna take it with him on the field. Is when that idiot from Kansas City, Pollard, the safety, cracked out his knee in, in the following year in 08 after 07 because I think that even though they wouldn't have won undefeated, Chris, but they would have they, they would have won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they, they, that they still held enough of that team together. That year would have been a Super Bowl year. You won ten games with a backup, and then my best moment, Chris, with him just to watch his greatness. And, and I only I'm gonna say this because I just happened to watch it again last night. Um, the Super Bowl against Atlanta, Chris, in overtime, they oh, win the yeah. flip. They win the coin flip. You want to watch uh, 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 just film and 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 in precision. And how do you take a team down the field? That drive, where he put balls, where. Chris, it's just textbook. It's it's a video. It's something you want to show kids that are learning how to play the position. Yeah. Is that that series in overtime and what he did is that that's just epitomizes who he was for us. Agreed. And we're going to talk so much more about this. Um, and where you know is it really over for him too? We'll talk about that as free agency and and uh, gets going and and we'll talk about that. So, but but Mark, some people to thank. You know, we could have gone. Hours and hours and hours on this. Yeah, and we so went stay- a little over today, Joe, but we had to. Hey, everybody okay. in the nation, stay tuned. We will be talking about this moving forward. But some people to thank today. want to thank the good people at Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? Specialsaucepodcast.com. Jag Media Productions. want to thank Studio 42 Designs. Studio42designs.com. Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. So listen, tune in Saturdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday for Corso and Catone. We'll always have Heated Hotline, our weekly rewind. Going to get back into B's and C's some uh, as they get to uh, to the breaks. And, of course, Catone's comments. And next week we're going to have our breakdown of Super Bowl 56 and what we expect to see. So you definitely don't want to miss that, that Rams-Bengals matchup. And listen, a good friend of the show, we want to wish – Get well. Uh, Jack had a, a, a procedure done, and uh, he's a great fan, great great friend of the show, and so we all want to wish him a speedy recovery. So for Marcatone, Joe Guaneri, I'm Chris Corso. So long, everyone. Yeah.